We weren't ready. No. Even though we said we were. <laughs> oh, we said ready, well, Freddy. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> but are you Freddy, though? No. You're just Chris. Just Chris. I'm Chris. That's how we introduce ourselves. <laughs> so I Sorry if that was loud. That was probably a little loud. Yeah. Well, I'm Kai. I'm Bree. I'm Chris. Yeah, you oh. said that. I wanted it to be the last one, though. All right. Do you want to introduce the podcast? What up? It's the... Quit picking your nose. (laughs) It's the Heebie Jeebies podcast. (laughs) We're a silly podcast about not so silly stuff where we explore the bizarre, (gasps) the mysterious, (gasps) and the downright spooky. Oh, and the stupid. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. But this one, this one's not gonna be so stupid. It's not stupid. It's just full of history. That's pretty dumb. Who needs it? So push up your glasses, folks. It's time to dive in. Uh, so this week we're covering the history and the hauntings of the Whaley House. I'm just going to preface Boo. this with... oh, We personally visited the Whaley House for this episode. I got personally haunted for this one. <laughs> we willingly got possessed at the Whaley House for mm-hmm. this episode, so you're welcome. That was that boo that just came out of him. Yeah, that wasn't me. I'm sorry. <laughs> if anybody heard that boo, you're probably also haunted too. That rhymed a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't apologize. <laughs> so yeah, we we took um like a night tour, sort of. I don't remember what time it was. It late. was night when yeah. we were leaving. It was dark. It was, it was stormy. No, it was what else was. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was dark in more ways than one. No. It's pleasant. It yeah. Was, yeah, it's nice. It's fine. Yeah, we took photos and we met uh, some lovely. They're called docents, docents, docents. Yeah, we're the uh, the employees. They're the uh, historic actors. Huh. Giving the you know. I've the never rundown. heard that word before. It's exclusively theirs. No takesies. Oh. What? No dos- docents I thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I are just making shit good, up right off the bat, huh? I had a good friend who was a docent. He was a docent for a park. Did they do theatrics? I mean, probably he did, but he wasn't required to. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what does that term mean then? I don't know. I left my phone upstairs. Okay. How do you spell it? D-O-C-E-N-T. Uh, it's not important. It's important to me. And now everybody who's listening is probably like, mm, God, God damn. Just move. Oh, God damn, what is a docent? <laughs> There's a magic card called docent of perfection. It's a member of the teaching staff immediately below professional rank or a person who acts as a guide, typically on a voluntary basis in a museum, art gallery, or zoo. All right. See, that makes a lot of sense. We sure did go to a zoo. Yes. Well, it was more of an art gallery. (laughs) But yeah, uh, my favorite docent there, though, was precious baby Brandon. Oh, Brandon. Was it Brendan? Was it Brendan? Brendan or Brandon? I don't I remember. I think it was Brandon. Was it was it Brendan? I'm calling it Brandon. Brandon. His name is Brandon. Yes, it was Brandon. He was a man that held a lantern outside the door and, and welcomed us in. And he was just so goddamn lovely. He yeah. was a very sweet boy. We took a picture with him, which, uh, by the way, I have uh, just cataloged photos, like in a little pin to the, the story on our Instagram, if you want to follow our Instagram. But that's for later. Um, we'll save that stuff for later on in the episode. Um, first, we'll familiarize you with the house's history. Let's dive on into some history. 
So for those that are unfamiliar, the Whaley House is a well-known location in our own county of San Diego, <laughs> uh, located in historic Old Town. <laughs> are we going back in the way, way back machine? <laughs> oh, here we are. It's the year... What was uh, it? Years ago. <laughs> it's your life. Uh, 18. Uh, uh, 18. Oh, sh- sh- 18. It's 18. It's 18. BC. <laughs> oh, oh, we went too far again. <laughs> this always happens in the Wayback Machine. All right. Well, we'll bring it back to 1823 when Thomas Whaley was born. But to for, 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 the, uh, for the house, it has been voted the most haunted location by the Travel Channel and Discovery Channel. Ghost experts. And Life Magazine. Ghost the, experts. I'm and sorry. Oprah Winfrey herself <laughs> said it. The most haunted location ever? Um, In America. I'd say that's debatable, but... I think that's definitely debatable, but we'll get there, I'm sure. But Oprah said. Yeah, well, Oprah? I, th- I made that up, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, listeners. Oof. Well, she said it now. Oof. Gotcha. All right, so... He was born a baby, I he assume. He was born a baby. Okay. Mm-hmm, okay. So this was the man that started all for the Whaley House. Uh, he was an entrepreneur and a businessman. Uh, he was born a baby on October 8th in 1823 into a family. Spookiest month. Yes. Abu. <laughs> Are you ex- you're keeping him in now? The specters are back. <laughs> Take it over. Okay. Um, so he was born into a family of locksmiths, blacksmiths, and gunsmiths. Lots of smiths. Yeah, he's, he, was a, <laughs> he sure was a Thomas Smith. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, They had originally immigrated to Massachusetts from Ireland. His great grandfather, Alexander Whaley, had actually participated in the Boston Tea Party and worked alongside George Washington supplying flintlock muskets during the Revolutionary War. Gunsmith. Whaley the gunsmith. Thomas came from a family of tenacious and outspoken people. In fact, when Thomas's father died when he was 10, it was explicitly stated in his will that his son was to receive a liberal education. So, Thomas attended boarding school and cool. later graduated from Washington Institute, then went on to travel to Europe to further study under a French tutor. I'm a Harvard man. It's pretty, it's pretty privileged. Yeah. <laughs> Starting off strong. Yeah. Sounds like it. So, after his travels, Thomas returned home to his widowed mother to help her manage the family lock business and properties. Three years later, he would follow the California gold rush to San Francisco. There he found a market in the miners that had also flocked there and began selling them equipment and hardware that his relatives had produced. I think it's kind of funny that uh, his family did all the hard work and he's just like, I'm, I'm going to sell it. <laughs> hey, that's part, of the, that's part of the business. He's the Harvard man. He sells things. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, how you get a whole mess of money. Yeah. He did find great success uh, through that endeavor and was eventually able to build his own two-story shop on Montgomery Street. However... In January of 1851, an arson fire was set to the new shop and cost Thomas $600 in damages and merchandise loss. So in today's cost, that equivalent, uh, equals, equivalents, equal, equals? That's equivalent? That's to? equivalent to almost $19,000. <laughs> Holy shit. Just a drop in the hat for old Tommy. Ping. Well, not really. Because his plans of building his business had literally gone up in flames. <laughs> uh, that's really funny. Did you write that? Yes. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sick, bro. Uh, however, he wasn't about to give up. On the advice of his business partner, Lewis Franklin, 
Thomas moved to San Diego. Boom. That's where <gasps> we're starting here. Boom. San Diego. That's us. Name dropped. Uh, here he set up shop with Franklin and even learned Spanish in order to do business with the locals. That's pretty impressive. Ole. Ole. <laughs> Ola. Buy my shit. Oh, oops. <laughs> Uh, during Whaley's first year in Old Town, he helped protect the town when a battle broke out between. It wasn't Old Town then, though, right? It was just current town. It was town. town. It was just town. It was. T- <laughs> <laughs> they called it town back then. Oh, Old Town. That's just town for now. <laughs> later, it'll be Old Town. I think it actually. I'm not sure if it started out as Old Town, but mm. later there was a new town built. Mm. So. Okay. They just they started off pre-planning. Yeah, they're like, oh, this place is going to be old later. (laughs) First it was town, then it was new town, and then it became old town. (laughs) It was new town first, then just town. Yeah. And then old town. It became uh, the discarded child. Yeah. I'm sorry I interrupted. Continue. Oh, no, that's fine. But yeah, he had helped protect town when a a battle (laughs) broke out between the townsfolks and the natives uh, and was part of a 12-man firing squad that executed the leader of this revolt, who was Antonio Gara, and witnessed the brutal hanging of the infamous criminal Yankee Jim. Now we'll get into Yankee Jim. Yankee Jim. We learned about him. We at danced school. on his grave. We didn't dance. We farted on his grave. We were told to dance on his grave. <laughs> we were told to dance on his grave, huh? Yeah, by Brandon. <gasps> Rude. Brandon. That's a bad boy. Brandon, what are you doing? Are we not we're not committing to which Shh, No, you weren't supposed to acknowledge the bit. Now it's over. Brandon. <laughs> Great. His name is Brandon. Continue. <laughs> Thank you for your permission. Uh, Yankee Jim was born James Robinson and was notorious around those parts for being a dangerous thief and strongly suspected murderer who had been rumored to kill miners after shifts in order to steal their hard-earned gold. What that's, a fucker. That's that's M-I-N-E-R-S, right? Not O-R-S. Not, not little, <laughs> little, not little beggars. Yeah, they're gold. Ah, that's mine. Punch. He but. wasn't killing 14-year-olds. He was... <laughs> I mean, man, he was killing. So he was waiting for miners to come out. Mm-hmm. Maybe one in the same. Oh, it's no. olden days. Oh man, <laughs> little That's babies, fucked. little baby miners. Yeah, with yeah, their little tiny him. pickaxes. <laughs> Adorable. But after being chased down and caught by lasso, what finally sealed his fate was a conviction <laughs> of grand larceny. It's pretty funny. The they fucking lassoed him. Damn. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> like a fucking also, wasn't he animal? Massive. He was yeah, like he's a big boy. huge for the time. Mm-hmm. He was six four. Yeah, which like is pretty tall now. But like, they were telling us when we were at the Whaley house that like Mrs. Whaley was like four foot six or something, and that was normal. That yeah. was like the average height for a woman. Then they said men on average were like five five or something. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a giant. Or like maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and so like the fact that that Yankee Jim was six foot four, like he was a like giant of a man that they fucking lassoed and that's amazing they cartoonishly caught him yeah oh yankee jim got snagged <laughs> they got him around the arms and he was like no, whoa, no whoa. Shit. Uh, he's like taller than the horse I'm they're right. riding <laughs> <laughs> they're ponies back then <laughs> the horses, horses were, were short <laughs> but yeah what uh they had convicted him for was grand larceny it was officially boat theft i read the actual um newspaper oh. Most heinous of crimes. Mm, ridiculous. He had stolen a rowboat. He had planned to steal a pilot boat, which or a pilot ship, rather, but he didn't get that far. Rowboat was his first foray into boat mm-hmm. theft. That got him killed. And it didn't go well. Yeah. At the house, whoever was telling the story said it was horse theft. Um, 
I thought he said. I thought I remembered him. Sa- somebody saying something about a boat theft. Oh, maybe, maybe that was just part of it. Like he had stolen. I a think horse. he was also a horse thief, but yeah. a boat too far. But he t- pushed it too far <laughs> by upping it to boats. <laughs> a Steal a boat, you get fucking hanged, <laughs> idiot. That's hardcore. <laughs> That's pretty oh, like shit. it's a rowboat. Fuck, like. <laughs> You should have taken it home if you didn't oh, want it man. stolen. You should have eaten that fucking should've boat. should have taken it home. What do you mean? It's Drag it out of the boat. water. Come on. Uh, carry it on the back of your horse. His there ain't no, horse. There ain't no suburbans. Brianna. You could drag it. Oh, how far are you going to drag it? A mile? Yeah, whatever. That's, <laughs> That's nothing. It's very far. That's nothing in... In olden times, they would drag their boats for miles. <laughs> in olden times, a mile is like... It's like across like the d- room. A block. It's, it's like, like a, a city block. block. <laughs> He's got those long legs. Things were different back then. <laughs> yeah, they killed people for stealing boats. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. So on September 18th, 1852, he was hung by rudimentary gallows and stationed atop the back of a cart. At a quarter to three o'clock that afternoon, the executioner whipped the rears of the driving mules, and they were slow to move. This dragged out in a grueling scene as Jim shuffled back onto the moving cart until the tips of his toes could no longer reach the platform, and his large six-foot-four frame, quote, per the newspaper, swung like a pendulum as he was slowly strangled to death in front of the crowd. It varies on eyewitness accounts, but it took anywhere from 15 to 45 minutes for him to strangle to death. Oh my goodness! Boom! That's a haunting. Boom! Boom! You got yourself a ghost right ghost there. Ghost made. Yeah. Wh- didn't they say something in regards to like his height being a problem? And mm-hmm. like, that's probably why it took so long. Is because they didn't like account for how tall he was. Yeah, that's what they were saying. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. like it's supposed to like the the it's horse supposed are supposed really to fast. go forward and it's supposed to like snap his neck when he falls, but he was too tall, so yeah, he just kind of dragged out, and then yeah, he was probably like. Tiptoeing on the ground. Yeah. yeah, it sounds terrible. That's rough. That's fucked up. Yikes. Yep. So that plot where Yankee Jim was killed had been common grounds where public hangings were often held. And it is mm, the history's not really clear, but possibly up to 10 people had been executed there, including some of the captured native revolutionaries, which mm-hmm. sucks. This property uh, would also later be the site on which Thomas built his family's home. He got it for a steal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because nobody wanted it because it was the place where they would hang people. Thomas don't care. Yeah, well, of course not. He's a crafty man. Uh, it is said that the grand archway separating the parlor had been the same spot where Yankee Jim was hanged, and some tourists have re- uh, reported feeling a shortness of breath and pressure around their throats when wandering this area. I feel that too sometimes, but I have asthma. <laughs> <laughs> also, they don't let you into that area. Like just Sometimes from the, they do. From the oh. they do? Mm-hmm. For, I think it's for certain tours, and I think they had it sectioned off when we were there because it was such a heavy, uh, like a heavy trafficked month oh. around October. Yeah. Hmm. I guess whoever uh, gets to, gets to venture into that really snazzy parlor. Yeah, that parlor was like beautiful, by the way. It's very nice. Maybe your asthma's just ghosts with you always. Uh-oh. Mm, everything about that. Eesh. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Um, so the build was a project of pride uh, and joy built with bricks he had manufactured himself with a new business venture. Before and during the time it was being built, this new brick-making venture was only one of the many new changes in his life. 
In the years between 1853 and 57, when the home was completed, Whaley had invested in an upcoming railroad and had also gotten married in New York to Anna Eloise Delaney. Uh, they had two sons, the first being Francis Hinton Whaley and his younger brother, Thomas Whaley Jr. Uh, Thomas went into business with his own brother, co-owning this general store and brick company together. However, this relationship would soon crumble uh, as his brother Henry proved himself to be a crook and a drunk. <laughs> Their ties eventually ended all together in a public, loud, and shit-faced fight in the streets of Old Town. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean town. But that, that tradition right. lives on to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk and shit-faced fights in the streets of Old Town. Yeah, I, I believe it. There's a lot of bars. There's a lot of, There's bars. A lot of bars. A lot of cantinas. Yeah. <laughs> Saloons. Howdy, howdy. In 1857, the Whaley House, as we know it, was finally completed, and despite an economic depression that struck that year, Thomas and his family still opened shop in the first story of their new home. The first year within the house would prove to be a struggle. In January of 1958, little Thomas Jr. died in the home from scarlet fever at just 18 months old. Oh, Yeah, it's pretty sad. That's really sad. Baby death is usually sad. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hot take. It's a very hot take on that. It's <laughs> a now we're laughing about baby death. Oh, a moving lot. on. Five months afterwards, however, a new child would enter the family. Oh, yay! And then die. And then get scarlet <laughs> fever? No. Anna Amelia. She lived. That was their first daughter. Uh, but only two months after her birth, another fire started by arson uh, was set ablaze to this new general store as well. Uh, on the lower story, and did three thousand worth of damage, which equated to ninety thousand oh. dollars. That's a lot of money that time. Up in the gambit. Holy Whoa. mackerel! Yep, this utterly poor defeated. man. Just arson. I mean, he was probably kind of a shithead, yeah. Because like nobody just burns down your store two times in two <laughs> separate places if you're a totally cool dude. Maybe that's true, but the, also there was a lot of arson. Like uh, the church at that graveyard that we went to, that church got burned down. It it just happens in old town. Old town, they <laughs> like setting fires. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe I kept trying to gather whether he was a shithead or not because he was good sometimes and then totally shitty other times. I was gonna say the entire time that we were at the Whaley House, I don't think that his character was ever mentioned. Nobody ever talked about who he was as a person. Yeah, maybe he was just fine. Yeah, like they they were recounting these tales of his life, but like they never actually talked about like him as a person. Him as a person. Okay, so he was a good businessman. He had all this business knowledge, but was he a good man or was he an asshole? And like that's why his shit got burnt. Uh, I do remember reading something about he was very unpleasant to the people that owed him money. So maybe he was okay until you owed him money. That tends to happen. Yeah. So. Now that his his little son had died and the bottom half of the house got burned, Thomas and Anna decided to return to San Francisco to live with a family friend, Major George H. Ringold. Wait, so the general store was at the bottom story of that house and it got burned? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. We were in it. Yeah, but... Oh, wait, but no, no, no. It was a different... Down. It was... Uh, no, wait. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was in the bottom half of that house. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Because he had, he had multiple different shops that he jumped around at, but once the house was built, he did use the bottom story as the general store. But that's the one that got burned. Yes. That's a lot wor- worse. How did it not burn his whole... Hang on a second. <laughs> How did his whole house not get burnt down? Just the... Br- 
Insurance fraud. Yep, that's Thomas. Why he, <laughs> that's why he moved. Calling you moved. out. Yeah, that's very curious. How his whole house didn't get burned down? Yeah. Well, okay, so I'm, well, I mean, based on how much that I, I'm wondering how much that house changed because if that part where the general store was mm-hmm. burned just by itself, that's really weird. It was like right in the middle of the house. That house, it didn't look like it had ever been burned, and it would be really weird if it only ever burned that section of the house and never anywhere else. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. It didn't specifically say only the general store was burned ever. It but just also really it's been super restored, weird. So yeah. I mean, then then it's more of a case of like, well, he was trying to fucking burn his house down, and also him and his family, right? Because that's where they lived. What? Oh, the person setting the fire. Yes. They, oh, it, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The general store is is also his home yeah. where he lives with his family and his children. Yeah. See, that's whoever did that was a shit difference. Fair enough. Shithead. <laughs> Uh, during their time away, uh, the grounds had been occupied by five tenants, mostly in the beginning, like all together. They lived together, from what I gathered. Um, one of which was Frank Ames, who was charged with the upkeep. Uh, however, he had later been relieved of his duties, and one of the families living there was outright evicted due to non-payment of rent. Uh, the property and local business interests were later maintained by a lawyer named Augustus S. Ensworth, but only for a time. It would take Thomas Whaley nearly nine years before returning to San Diego, where he was greeted by a rat-infested, dilapidating building he used to call home. He was determined to make something of his investment and fix it up well enough to open shop there again. He maintained a decent clothing and fabric store before deciding to rent out the Whaley house. Just, I guess, fuck it. (laughs) Uh, His ad snagged the eye of a theater troupe led by an actor named Thomas Tanner. For monthly rent of $20 in gold coin, they converted a portion of the second floor into a small theater completed with seatings for 150 people, which we were in that theater. It was literally just a bedroom. 150 people in there? Who That's were they squeezing in there? a lot of people. Yeah. They weren't that small. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe stand. That sounds like a fire hazard. Oh, not again. Oh. It's also at the top of an extremely narrow staircase. Yeah. Yeah. People just lined up you down just there. jump right out the window if it's on fire. Sure. I guess. That's really weird. And they hadn't altered the house in that way, right? Like, they hadn't made it smaller. No. From what I read, it said a portion of the house. But the way that it was set up when we visited, I'm not sure how else it would be set up. Because the upstairs is pretty narrow, and there's a bunch of rooms that already belong to people. So it was literally a, just a very small room where a tiny little theater was set up. Yeah, where apparently 150 people could stand shoulder to shoulder like fucking sardines. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, there's not much else to do in old, old town. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so the troop poured their hearts into setting up in earnest a performance space, but tragedy would strike far too soon again. Oh, I'm sick of oh, these tragedies. Sh- whack. Just 17 days after opening, Thomas Tanner would drop dead backstage after performance. I just, just dropped dead. He nailed it. I couldn't find anything on just like, did he die of a heart attack? No, he, they told us what he died of when we were there. What? Yeah, fuck. He, oh, he had he had a uh, consumption. He had uh, tuberculosis. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I had first been under the uh, assumption that it was scarlet fever, since I was such a rampant thing. But um, I do remember that it was some sort of illness like that. Yeah, I think I think that's what they said. I think they said it was consumption, mm-hmm. which I is think so fucking gnarly that he was performing 
that far into it. Coughing up blood. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. That's all right. I could do it for the hour. The show must go on. (laughs) He finished his show, too. Then he died backstage. That's a true actor. Yeah. Nice job, Thomas. Good job, Thomas. Thomas Tanner. Oh, Tommy Tanner. Tim Tam Tum Tum. Still, the theater's short-lived stay uh, was just a foot in the door for other non-residential uses of the space. In 1869, the county of San Diego signed a two-year lease to use the Whaley House as a courthouse and upstairs for deliberations and meetings. I just thought that was a funny little tidbit. Uh, And the remaining portion that wasn't taken by the court uh, was still used as a general store, and Thomas authorized the selling of liquor during the time that the courthouse was there, so people were just buying liquor. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so skipping ahead, blah, blah, blah. When their lease was up, he evicted the fucking county from <laughs> his house yeah. after non-payment. He literally, like, in the middle of the night, moved out all of their furniture. So that's telling of who he is. That's pretty funny. I would do but that, it's too. It's funny. It's cheeky. Like that yeah. That's super cheeky. Yeah, also, like, in my house, county. <laughs> Big government. Yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> Little government, I mean... Because it's probably not going to be very easy to tell the county to leave, so you you move them out yourself. And you yeah. change the locks. Yeah, yeah. Like he had uh, continuously written them about non-payment, so he just uh, booted them out. Fuck yeah, yeah. So he also tried his hand in politics uh, for running for town trustee and failed seventeen to fifty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, in 1873, he went into debt after b- his business failed during another depression. The house during that time had been like a local hosting house for community parties and club gatherings. Like they had reunions there and 4th of July parties and Christmas parties. So despite him being in debt, they sort of held like upheld their image. During any of this time, did people say that there was ghosts? Did they say there was, did you find any spookums? Did you find any <laughs> journal entries that said, Oh yeah, this place is haunted. Yeah, actually, uh, after like shortly after they moved into the house after it was built on that plot almost immediately they started hearing like heavy footsteps throughout the house and thomas whaley himself dictated like oh that's the uh spirit of old yankee jim <laughs> thanks dad <laughs> that'll help me sleep tonight yeah i guess putting these pieces together of who thomas whaley was he seemed like kind of a cheeky little shit because he told like he came up with that he was the one that told the family that's that's who that is. And then also in that archway uh, where they built that, he told his daughter Lillian, she has a memory of this, um, and it's in a letter, where he was the one that told her when she was a kid, yeah, this archway, this is where Yankee Jim died. He was hung here. You fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> a really great place for our fucking living room. Uh, the house actually almost seemed happier while thomas was away looking for work um but he didn't find any so within the two years the next two years the family fell into dire straits due to debt and lack of any notable title it was during this time that they were living off loans from his family and wallowing in despair thomas's disposition uh, had shifted drastically the family complained of abuse then uh, their son george seeming to get the brunt of it Thomas often belittled him for his love of music driving him to run away from home to play his violin as a traveling musician for a time, he dropped the Whaley name altogether and adopted his mother's maiden name of Delaney. He did go on to be like a performing violinist. Um, wow. And he went as uh, George Whaley. But yeah, the other Whaley children grew up as well and integrated into San Diego's history as their father had. 
eldest son Francis became a justice of the peace, which I'm assuming is like, is that a judge? I don't know. Something like that. Daughter Lillian, uh, the one that he was telling about the archway, uh, was the first girl to graduate from that town's high school and later became an assistant teacher. Oldest daughter, Anna Amelia, went on to marry her first cousin. Jill. <laughs> Super cool. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, that was John Thomas Whaley, who was the son of the estranged brother Henry. Ah, I remember him yep. from earlier. That old buckaroo. However, their daughter Violet uh, had not found as much success in love as that old first cousin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. After only a two-week marriage, she had awoken one morning to find that her husband had abandoned her. It was uncovered that he had been a con man known under many other aliases before marrying her in hopes of getting a share of the family's no longer existing fortune. So once he realized they were poor, he bailed. (laughs) (laughs) What a dummy. Ah, that fucking sucks. (laughs) Not a very good con man. Poor Violet. Yeah. So heartbroken and humiliated, poor Violet had attempted without success to drown herself on July 5th of 1885 in the family's cistern. That'd be so hard to drown yourself. Oh my God. I don't even think that's possible to like... Will yourself to drown. Yeah, to I just belly flop in. It's like holding your breath to death. Yeah. <laughs> you would have to make it like foolproof. Like you, you, cou- you can't. Couldn't escape, yeah. Yeah. You need those old cement boots. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. But she hadn't succeeded on that, uh, thankfully. However, the next month, she would succeed in a second failed attempt, uh, fatal attempt, um, by locking herself in the privy at the side of the house and shooting herself in the heart with a pistol. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's gnarly. She was determined, which I sucks. I so. Yeah. That's really sad. Yeah. Um, the scene that like played out on her last minutes was pretty sad. Uh, Thomas found her still alive and desperately carried her into the house, only to die shortly after. Um, she bled out on the lounge. She didn't die instantly nope. from shooting herself in the heart? Mm-hmm. They didn't mention that when we were in the house. Yeah, yeah no, they didn't talk about that <laughs> A little at too all. gruesome. Yeah, maybe. That definitely lends itself a little bit more to being haunted than Yankee Jim. Yeah. I like I mean Yan- Yankee Jim's death was also pretty brutal. Um Yeah, it definitely was, but not like that. Yeah, like a <laughs> like a heartbroken literally. Yeah. But yeah, she had actually left behind a short poem as her last parting words. Mad from life's history. Swift to death's mystery. Glad to be hurled anywhere, anywhere out of this world. It's pretty depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really sad. And that actually, like, I mean, Thomas Whaley had dealt with a lot in his life already, um, but I think that pretty much broke him as an older man. Um, oh, I'm so sure. He ended up building a smaller family home that was like a little more intimate on State Street where he lived until his death in December of 1890, because I guess he just couldn't stand being at that house anymore. The Whaley house uh, once again remained vacant and fell into disrepair until son Francis took up restoration effort in 1909. He rescued it remarkably well and took up residence there uh, while also opening it up as a historic tourist site where he would also entertain. That's cool. Seemed like a cool dude. It was resurrected with a certain warmth when half of the Whaley siblings reunited to live under its roof. Francis, alongside his now-widowed mother, Anna, invited the company of his sister, Lillian, who was now a librarian. 
Even George, who had found success as a musician, returned home to live with them. So that's that's a nice little cozy. After all of that sadness, it sounds nice. Yeah, it's nice that they were able to come together about it. Mm-hmm. So in February of 1913, Anna died in the house at the ripe old age of 80. Wow. For those times? Hell yeah. Um, the following year, her son Francis would follow. Uh, Lillian would maintain the residency until her death in 1953. Today, the Whaley House is maintained and funded by the Save Our Heritage Organization and serves as a museum attraction. It's just a few blocks away from the original town graveyard, which is El Campo Santos, where Yankee Jim and Thomas Tanner and the uh, Native Revolutionary Antonio Gara are buried. And we saw those. Yeah, we, we saw went those there. graves. That was actually that was your first graveyard ever, huh? That's the first time I've ever been to a graveyard. That's whack. I can't believe you've never been to a graveyard. There was never any local cemetery or anything where I, I guess was. that's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a pretty cool graveyard to be your first. Yeah, it was really, really interesting because, I mean, like, because you could tell it was so old. Like, yeah. so, like I don't know. It was really rad. Yeah. Uh, at the tour, like, I guess we had left, like, we had just done, like, the house tour. And then uh, we went to the graveyard uh, per Brandon's suggestion. Thanks, Brandon. He said a stone's throw. It was a... <laughs> I I I made I told you Brandon was very very strong. He could throw a stone extremely far. Yeah, it was it was a few blocks away. Yeah, he could throw a stone like half a mile. Half strong. Don't be ridiculous. That was <laughs> half a mile. It was just extremely far to throw a stone. Not for Brandon. Um, but yeah, so like when we went there, we were looking at the graves. I don't know if it's like a special tour or if we just had to stay longer. I but don't know if that was uh, related to the Whaley House. Do you think it was somebody I think, different? I think there was different. I think there's like, well, there was, there's like ghost tours that go through oh. Old Town. Yeah, because we saw saw somebody else like telling the story of the graves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But he was also in like gimmicky. He was. <laughs> he was. He was dressed up. <laughs> A noose around his neck. Mm, that must have been the ghost tour because we, we walked past that. You remember mm-hmm. there was like that lady that was dressed Victorian up. Yeah. Dress. It must have been the ghost tour thing. Yeah, it must have. So that was kind of nice, just getting to peruse on our own mm-hmm. without like, I mean, the hokiness of it was fun to a point, And then, you know, we're in a graveyard. Maybe don't make it a gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it is also still a graveyard. <laughs> yeah. So since we went there on our own, we didn't really get much history. It was more just the atmosphere and taking it all in, mm-hmm. um, which it was really cool because we went there the day after uh, Dia de los Muertos, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and all the graves like were decorated up and and had offerings and stuff, which is really nice. It's yeah. very cool. But uh, since we didn't really get much history, I looked into it a little bit more Ooh. to give some history on the graveyard as well. So in uh, El Campo Santo, aka the Holy Field, there's a total of 477 bodies buried there. Whoa. Yeah, that's a lot more than it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like there was maybe like 40. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was pretty small, but I guess that depends because it was it was first established in 1849 and not all of the burial sites had been retained since it began. Do you remember that spot on the sidewalk that mm-hmm. said gravesite? Yep. Uh, they probably they probably took out a big chunk of the actual like graveyard and that's why it, like it's like marked it got on the sidewalk. Smaller. Yeah. That is actually a thing. Like we saw one on the sidewalk, but there's actually multiple because in like in the streets as well, 
because uh, two years after the last body was buried, a streetcar track was installed literally through the graveyard. And that's where they started building the street. Oh, God. It's so shitty. It's really funny. You couldn't go the fuck around? Oh, my God. Like somebody, I think it was like an ancestor of like the workers there ended up having to buy the graveyard, like the land for the graveyard and would not let anybody else build on it. Man. Shitty. But yeah, there's little placards on the street and on the sidewalk of that. So as far as haunting goes, the cemetery has some of its own hauntings, uh, most of which have been described as natives and Hispanic men from the 19th century, which makes sense. It's, mm-hmm. That's mostly uh, who's buried there. Um, and car alarms are sometimes known to randomly go off when parked over the street grave markers. <laughs> That's uh, way too scary. But, so anyway, that was a long history. I mean, yeah, there were dead people, but for the 1800s in a house that old, um, I don't, I don't really understand why it's considered the most haunted. Yeah. The accounts that we'll get into, I have some accounts here to explain like more like the haunting stuff. But like as far as like how you explain ghosts and like tragedies that have happened at places like it's pretty standard. Yeah. Like, is it surprising that there would be hauntings there? No, but Mm -hmm. that it would be considered the most haunted is very strange to me. Like it doesn't seem to like meet that criteria. I mean, it's rich with history, I guess. Yeah. Why, which just because is... you didn't get haunted while you were there? No. Yeah, I'm butthurt about it. <laughs> no, because, like, that stuff, like, the most haunted. When, I don't know. What do we have a c- to compare to? I'm just, I'm just saying I'm sure that there are, like, many, like, worse, more horrifying things that are probably more haunted. That's all I'm saying. Uh, apparently, like, maybe seven or eight out of every 10 people that go to the Whaley house um, go there for the paranormal activity. Sure. Um, so to explain some of the hauntings, um, now that we got the history out of the way, there are a few like that commonly occur that a lot of people like report. It's actually interesting. In the 1960s, the Whaley house uh, was designated as literally an official haunted house by the United States Commerce Department. What the fuck? That's official. The government recognized it yeah. as a haunted house. <laughs> yeah. That's Which seems amazing. Silly. Okay, it was commerce. Yeah, that's true. They recognized it as a place they could make money. Oh, yeah. there you go. That's true. There you go. Yeah. The only other house that has that title in California is the Winchester Mystery House, which is also a tourist spot. So Been there too. Me too. Been there. Didn't see even one ghost. I never been there. We should go. It's pretty It's pretty cool. I won't go. Lots of spooky things for a tiny lady. Yay. Uh, but anyway, for uh, the Whaley house, in total, four members of the Whaley family ended up dying in the house, um, which was Thomas Jr., Violet, Anna, and later a great-granddaughter named Marion Reynolds. Wait, no. That's false. <laughs> That's incorrect. Marion Reynolds did not die there. I think Francis died there. Retcon. The ghost of Anna Whaley had been reported by visitors in the garden and downstairs rooms. That's where she's mostly seen. Um, There are claims of a particular apparition of a woman in the courtroom, but her description does not seem to match that of Anna. Um, That woman is said to have, I'm quoting here, swarthy skin. What does that mean? I don't know. I think it just means dark. Swarthy. We're going to look it up. All right. Smarmy. Snarky. Stinky. It just means dark skinned. Oh, okay. Yep. So dark skinned with dark eyes and dark hair beneath a cap wearing gold hoop earrings. That does not sound like Anna. Nope. 
uh, I, don't, I don't know who Dad is. There's no account of her anyway. So, mm. oh, yeah. she's only ever been a ghost. She just what if that's when you're a ghost, you just get to decide. Like, just like I mean, I'll go. I'll, I'll live here. I'll haunt this place. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, I mean, other ghosts are doing it. So, <laughs> I'm gonna chill with you for a little bit. So. Although it is a common phenomenon amongst visitors and employees to catch the scent of Anna's signature lavender perfume, which, <laughs> which Chris had, I wish that we were able to enact your I, idea. I, I, wait. <laughs> Brianna has lavender essential oils, and I thought that would be very, very funny to just put those on as we walk around the house. Just, oh, you smell something? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's, it's her. <laughs> and it's see how it <laughs> But I didn't have it with they me. They just go. <laughs> I smell. <laughs> uh, in 1964, Mrs. Whaley supposedly revealed herself to the legendary Regis Philbin. Of course oh, no. she did. Shit. She was like, oh, Regis, I, I love who wants to be a millionaire. I love your program. I love it. I loved, I loved you in the morning with Kathy Lee. <laughs> I can't wait to... Sh- and Regis was like, oh, yeah, here I am. I saw a ghost. <laughs> Woo. She was a big fan. <laughs> Fuck big you, fan. Regis Philbin. <gasps> Phil- Philbin. Why? Did he do something? No, uh, I just... Just, just obnoxious. I'm annoyed that, that that he's like said that he fucking saw a ghost when he went there. I actually, I have a quote from him here. Oh, uh, let's hear it. He recalls the encounter very vividly. Oh. Would, you, would you like, can you do it? Oh, Regis? please. I don't even know what Regis sounds like. He's really annoying. His voice is very annoying. Just make up a voice. I don't know. <laughs> I was, I was going to go like Jerry Seinfeld on it. <laughs> All of a sudden, I notice. <laughs> okay. Now I'll just read it like a normal man. Okay. All of a sudden, I noticed something on the wall. There was something filmy white. It looked like an apparition of some kind. I got so excited I couldn't restrain myself. <laughs> I, fl- <laughs> I whipped out my dick and <laughs> started beating it. Uh, sorry. I got so excited I couldn't restrain myself. I flipped on the flashlight and nothing was there but a portrait of Anna Whaley, the long dead <laughs> mistress of the house. You didn't see a ghost, you saw a fucking picture, Regis. You scared yourself straight, Regis. Damn it. He Can just I... got spooked and then saw Was Anna. he sleeping in the house? Is that what that was? I don't know. Um, I don't know uh, what program this is from. I'm sure it was something for TV, though. Man, they let you do anything if you're famous. Yeah. Uh, but even before she became a known aberration within the house, uh, Mrs. Whaley had written journal entries, like you were asking before, um, but she, she wrote her journal entries in Spanish? That's very weird. Oh. Interesting. I didn't know she even took Spanish. Yeah. Remember, uh, Thomas learned Spanish, and she must have learned it with him. Interesting. I think it's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. But in one of her entries, she had uh, written something translating to, uh, there are ghosts in the house with large eyes. Ooh. Spooky. Many people apparently see a little girl as well in the dining room and kitchen area who has a habit of grabbing at people's arms. Which I think is kind of cute. Kind of spooky, kind of cute. Would it be cute if it was somebody's, like, random child? They just want to hold your hand. I mean, it's obnoxious, sure. <laughs> You're not no, the Like a little kid, like, accidentally, like, pulls on your shirt. It's and cute. And like, daddy? And then they turn, they see you, and they go, oh. oh. You're not my daddy. You're not my dad. I made an oops. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no one knows who this spirit may be, uh, though a psychic named Sybil Leak 
first described the presence in 1960 as the great-granddaughter of Thomas Whaley, who had sadly died of ingesting ant poison. Which, um, I mean, that's what the psychic said, was the little girl. Which, sure. she did actually die of eating ant poison, but she didn't die in the house. She lived there, but she didn't die in the house, so I don't know. If, I don't know the ghost rules. Yeah, she was like, I, I liked living in this house, so I'll go back there. Yeah. But I mean, that other lady with the hoop earrings was just like, I'm going to kick it here. I don't, I don't even live here. <laughs> She's just like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> <laughs> this place is fine. <laughs> they got like a digit wrong in the address. On where yeah. to send like, oh, shit. Like, I'm just stuck here forever, huh? I'm I stuck here with a zip code. <laughs> um, so uh, others suspect that this mystery ghost uh, to be that of another little girl who had been running down a hill and broke her neck when just she got literally clotheslined by a clothesline. No, ma'am. Yeah. Broke her neck? That's the story, but it has been openly denounced by historians as a myth with no such accounts being historically recorded anywhere. Oh, uh, so it's, yeah. some it's, people just made it up? Yeah. It's a famous story that people tell about the Whaley House a lot, but historians are just like, no, no, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually... <laughs> <laughs> fucking nerd story <laughs> um apparently like they're not positive but um some of the people that work for the whaley think that it was another employee that started that like years ago oh. um to maybe like add to the spookiness which is shitty because you're supposed to be there to preserve history not make shit up yeah but anyway thomas whaley is a more often reported sighting usually watching people from over the staircase railing on the second floor that's <gasps> fucking creepy get Ooh. lost tom Get out of my house, he's Quit thinking. Me. <laughs> what get, are you doing? God damn it, get out of my house. <laughs> Day and night, people in my house. Uh, so, do you remember uh, when I was taking those photos of you guys going down the stairs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's basically there that uh, people see him. Ugh, yeah. That's so fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be really upsetting to see a face looking down at you from up there that like... He's usually not like, get out of my house or anything. He's just like watching like, what? What? Who are you? (laughs) Well, you guys are dressed funny. (laughs) Uh, There have also been reports of smelling Thomas's uh, cigar smoke lingering in the air. Apparently, that's a really common one. Oh. Outside the family, uh, there were the other deaths upon the grounds, including the actor Thomas Tanner, Yankee Jim, and all the others that had been hung at the gallows. I mean, there's shitty records of them, so who knows? But Yankee Jim is said to still haunt the site where he died, um, reporting the heavy footsteps which Thomas had reported him himself, uh, as we talked about. And there have also been instances of a tall man believed to be Yankee Jim lingering in windows and even reports of him unlatching and opening windows. Ugh. Spooky. I mean, there's not, from a lot of this stuff, there's not a lot of, like, physical stuff, so the windows are significant. Yeah. But we can't forget, my favorite one, are the common encounters of Dolly, the Whaley family dog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the ghost t- dog ghost dog uh, the terrier died of natural causes and is often caught running around the dining room area of the house it's also known to lick at visitors exposed legs and toes so don't wear sandals <laughs> go lick your toes or definitely do ah. wear sandals <laughs> wait uh, was she the pug uh no it was a terrier, terrier. Oh. i think was it was it violet that loved pugs i don't know i think uh, it might have been Lily. Lily. Lillian, maybe? Little baby Lillian. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, one of the daughters loved pugs. I, 
there, it was there was a lot of pugs in the gift shop. That's all I knew. There was there was images. There was pictures of a girl with a pug. Solved. <laughs> not <laughs> really. But so it's a girl liked pugs. So it's not the pug. No, it's just a little dog. Or just what if it was the pug? You could hear like phantom snorts and like. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be adorable and terrifying. Yeah. It apparently uh, Dolly's mostly seen by children, um, and they describe her as. I don't even know if it was a girl, just Dolly. I would assume a girl. Sure. But either way, it's a little terrier that they describe as black or black and white. That's just a wholesome little <laughs> ghost. <laughs> Imagine like a, kid, a little kid like, oh, there's a ghost dog. What does it look like? It's black. <laughs> <laughs> and white. <laughs> Ooh, spooky. <laughs> it's black. Uh-huh. And, and white. white. Yeah, it's four legs and a tail. <laughs> It's got it used. <laughs> it's licking my ankles. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so these are the, some of the most common activities. I think it's, it's considered so haunted because it's such frequent activity. Okay. Um, but it's not, I think it's important to note that it's not violent activity. None of this has ever been like reported poltergeists or anything. Harming people is just harmless existence. That's very interesting. Because I think that that's probably why it's, that's probably what I'm getting hung up on about mm. like calling it the most haunted. Because I think in general, you assume that like, at least I assume that a place that is haunted is scary and mm-hmm. like that there's something dangerous about it. Whereas like these are, there's all of this activity, but none of it is hurting anybody. And so it's all pretty mundane. Yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't sound it's not scary. It's like a little mm-hmm. like spooky, <laughs> but it's not scary at all. So what did you guys think when we went there? Like how do you I mean it wasn't it wasn't spooky really. No. I didn't get scared even one time, no matter what anybody says. Yes, yeah, sure, Chris. I wasn't scared. You I had pee stuff, your pants. I had in stuff in my eyes. <laughs> my allergies were flying up and also, I peed my pants, but that was unrelated. Unrelated. That was because that big ass spider. That oh, that was terrible. Oh yeah. That was the spookiest part of the <laughs> night. Was getting that big spider. I didn't even know about it. Yeah, that was bad. I got a big ass spider on me. It was like so huge. large. The biggest spider I've ever seen. Yeah. It was basically Shelob. <laughs> we were walking back uh, so to terrible. the car after after leaving the graveyard, and it, I thought you had like a yo-yo or something. Yeah. And then, I just yeah. I thought it was like a leaf dangling from something on your clothes, like on your jacket. Mm-hmm. It was genuinely like the butt of that spider is probably like as big around as a quarter. Yeah, it was like, very big. It was a massive. It was a big red shelob hanging from your scary. Sleeve. Luckily, yeah. <laughs> it also desperately wanted to not be on. Yeah, you, it didn't so. want to be on me, and I didn't want it on me. So, <laughs> so it like it we was were only trying to escape. But yeah, that's what I thought about the whaley house. <laughs> <laughs> it has scary spiders. There was no scary spider, and it wasn't even at the house. Uh, <laughs> I hated the acoustics in that place. Really? Yeah. When we sat down in the theater of all places, and the guy was talking, I barely understood a word of what he was saying because oh, yeah. I like couldn't hear. He was also talking extremely fast. Yeah. He was talking super fast, but I just felt like the entire time that we were there, especially in that room, I was like, the acoustics are really like off. Like I can't. Like you sound so distant, but you're right there. How is this a theater? Yeah, I I'm, like that guy because he was very enthusiastic about what he was talking about. He's very. Oh, excitable. he was great. I think his name was Robin. 
Was oh. that his name? I, have I don't know. I don't know. I only remember Brandon. Yeah. Brandon. That guy was uh, great. All of the, uh, what do you call them? Those docents. Docents. I thought the theatrics of it were charming. It was endearing. I didn't exactly want that, mm-hmm. but it was it was all right. They had fun with it. I did like that they s- still tried to stay true to the history despite all the haunting. Yeah. Attention. Like yeah. they were much, they seemed much more interested in talking about the history of the house mm-hmm. and like, yeah, there is activity here, but listen to these stories of this place. Yeah. Which is nice. I wish that it wasn't so packed. It was pretty packed when we went there. Um, there were a lot of people there, yeah. but it was right after Dia de los Muertos and everything. Yeah, that's true. So they do encourage you to take pictures to try and get pictures of ghosts. So everybody had their cameras out, which is fine. It's fun. It's a fun little activity. But I'm going to fucking say right now, I think orbs are bullshit and you get orbs in every goddamn picture you take because it's dusty. It's an old house. Yeah. (laughs) They intentionally said, use your camera, like use your iPhone's live picture function Mm -hmm. with flash. Which is basically (laughs) demanding that you see something moving. Like. Of course you're going to see something that looks like activity because there is dust falling against the flash. It's reflecting camera. and it's blurring. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's all in good fun. Yeah. It was just really funny that right off the bat, I was like, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a little gimmicky, but it was still fun. It was a good time. It was I a would good recommend time. it. It was, it was really cool to go there. Also, they had Anna's little tiny shoes. Oh, yeah. They were so cute. They were all covered. They were tiny. In, yes, they were very small and covered in very pretty sequins. Yeah. Fancy. Fancy. But yeah, okay, uh, since we're wrapping up in regards to the haunting activity and all that, I will close with this quote from Victor Santana, the manager of the museum. He himself is a believer in the paranormal, by the way. And he says, it's important to keep an open mind. Just don't keep too open of a mind or else your brain might fall out. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable, Victor. Thanks, Vic. You're close enough to call him Vic. It's okay. <laughs> you never pretty close. Um, so if you, anybody listening to this, has Whaley stories, um, I'd be interested because, yeah. like, I want to know individual stories, not just like the mass of like what most people experience. Yeah, I'd like some anecdotal, like, individual stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you can you can uh, you can email us that at heebiejeebiespod at gmail.com it's pod not podcast I don't know who you're sending it to if it's podcast <laughs> <laughs> if, hey if you guys have heebiejeebiespodcast.gmail.com can you please send those back to us just forward them on over <laughs> please um, or you can actually leave it in um, an iTunes comment um, that'd be cool to read um, and let other people read it as well and you can also follow us on Instagram oh jeez here we go do it. it's right here it's the last <laughs> sentence <laughs> I there trust you you can follow us on Instagram as well at Heebie Podcast. Now that is Heebie Podcast. Full name. On Instagram. And and you're going to be Heebie Pod at gmail.com. Do not get confused. <laughs> the Instagram is Heebie Podcast. The Gmail is Heebie Oh, shit, is it heebies? Yes. <laughs> Fuck, I don't even know our he- brand. Heebies is a disease. Oh. Heebie-jeebies <laughs> pod. Heebie-jeebies pod at gmail.com or on Instagram at heebies-jeebies. <laughs> Carve it into your arm, Chris. Heebie-jeebies podcast. 
<laughs> Only yeah. the GBs is a multiple. Uh, but I got heebies and GBs. Consider heebie GBs one word. It's not two separate words. Okay. Oh. But yeah, either way, if you go to Instagram, you can see uh, a story pinned with a bunch of photos that we took at the Whaley House. Good God. <laughs> Hebe, Hebe's GB. Uh-huh. Maybe do it one more time. You want to try that one more time, Chris? Yeah, you Maybe guys can you guys can email you guys can email us at heebiejeebiespod at gmail.com or you can see us on Instagram at uh-huh. heebiejeebiespodcast. Keep going, Chris. You got this one. Um also you can look yeah. at our Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Fuck off. Check our premium Snapchat for hot nudes. Find some vampire freaks. Yeah, also (laughs) check my vampire freaks profile. Good opener. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk at talking volume, oh, so yeah. I don't chant. Okay. I was talking at talk. Well, I was singing at talking volume. Oh, excuse yeah. me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, and in case you didn't get it yet, our Instagram is Hubie Podcast. What is it? Shit. Heebie. I'm gonna die. Is this hell? <laughs> is this the zip code I was designated as a ghost? You were supposed to stop the <laughs> podcast like two minutes ago. Okay. As we're coming to a close here, um, in regards. Oh fuck! Oh shit! No. Rihanna, I'm done. I'm I'm out of the podcast forever. Goodbye. No, hey, <laughs> it's already over.